In case you forgot, in case there's any question to it, it's still my era! In New Japan, across the world of pro wrestling, it is still my era. It is the real era! It's the real era. I'm still Bullet Club. I'm real Bullet Club! This is real Bullet Club right here! What up? Ring Crew Army, thank you for tuning into a new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. We have a lot to discuss in the world of pro wrestling. Pro wrestling has exploded just in the first week of February 2021. You'll get multiple episodes of New Japan Pro Wrestling from February 2nd and 3rd, and AEW Dynamite that debuted on February 3rd, known as Beach Break. But first... I want to take a moment to thank all the current, new, and future listeners to the Square Circle Podcast. I am a lover of all things pro wrestling. Wrestling is my super passion, and I love chatting about it. If you happen to listen fully to this episode and beyond, thank you. If you wish to support me and the podcast, two simple ways. Share and tag on Twitter, at Marie underscore Shadows, and leave a voice message with your thoughts right here on anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast. All right, enough with me putting myself over let's do a quick honorable shout out congrats to new japan pro wrestling for getting a small tv deal with roku tv starting february 11th you can watch new japan pro wrestling on your roku streaming service please do so kevin kelly is a one-man commentary machine that guides through the product seamlessly give new japan pro wrestling a try i try to break down matches and discuss the psychology behind wrestlers moves and stories as much as i can understand Go listen to Breathe with the Switchblade. It's my complete breakdown analysis of Jay White versus Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 15 Night 2 for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So go support myself and Kevin Kelly. His Twitter handle, at RealKevinKelly. Now, let's just jump right into the return of King Switch. This man... Let me admit something. I was wrong in my article, even if I gave good reasons why I think he should join AEW. You can read the article over at theringcrew.substack.com forward slash P forward slash J White. I was wrong to think he'll show up at the Royal Rumble. Thank God he didn't. Just FYI, I once worked at WWE, so that's why it's a huge sigh of relief. And I was conflicted on the what if he signed back with New Japan Pro Wrestling. His amazing story leading up to that 2021 match of the year and January 2021 match of the month. Wonderful main event at Wrestle Kingdom 15 against Kota Ibushi for both championships, only to be unsuccessful in his destino to deliver that vulnerable nine-minute epilogue of his character engulfed me to believe every word 100% as truth from Jay White. Jay brought back the same feeling I had when the elite contracts were up and no one knew what was happening until the announcement of AEW. So a huge storytelling win for Jay White. Plus, he left us all hanging for a month. Until his return on February 1st where he attacked Ishii at Road to the New Beginning on New Japan Pro Wrestling Television. All is right with the world. King Switch is back. It's still his era. He still leads the Bullet Club. Jay White addressed a number of things in his comeback promo, the backstage comments he had not only about Ishii, but also about the 
fake Bullet Club over here in the United States, where, as you've seen on previous weeks of AEW programming, Bullet Club, the band, they got back together. And Jay White was completely correct in his statement of what it means to be Bullet Club. And it's not just to have corny reunions and try to live in the past. And that's what I've been feeling for a while when it came to AEW trying to bring back the Bullet Club. And my whole thing about it is that the fans have cried and cried and cried about, oh, you know, we want the Bullet Club back. The Bullet Club is awesome. You know, we want it in the States. Totally understandable. Those are the hardcore fans that watch when Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were in the Bullet Club over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And they, in my opinion, they made Bullet Club at that point because people were talking about Bullet Club and the amazing matches that everyone in the Bullet Club at that time was putting on. And I understand the reason why fans will want to relive those good times and be amazed by the matches and the storytelling and the psychology behind it all. But then again, Jay White is completely correct when he says that Bullet Club is all about change. It's all about progression. And how are you going to reinvent Bullet Club? Bullet Club doesn't too sweet anymore the same way that it was originally created. Like, we could still do it, you know, but now they do it underhand. And it looks a lot more better. It looks a lot more cooler, in my opinion. And I would love to share in a too sweet, underhanded gesture with them. But that's just me. So as Jay White is still talking about that, he switches over to his focus on Ishii. Because he wants to let people know what he is progressing towards. And he's progressing towards Ishii. Now, initially, since I don't really know too much of the history between JY and Ishii and that's why I got myself the New Japan Pro Wrestling subscription back which you guys can definitely do that over at newjapanworld.com make sure to sign up now so you can only get charged once in the month if you guys decide to sign up at the end of any month you get charged double so you get charged at the end of the month and then at the beginning of the next month you guys will get charged so if you want to get the subscription it's only 9.99 in american dollars uh make sure to get it now and enjoy a lot of new japan pro wrestling matches because i'm going to be talking about most of them that include jay white and bullet club so after New Year's Dash, Ishii got the victory over Jay White. Jay White was completely hurting right after his 48-minute match with Kota Ibushi the night before. So it makes sense that, you know, Jay White wouldn't have enough energy to really compete with Ishii because Ishii definitely does look like the toughest guy in the room anyway. So during the backstage comments, Ishii is just mentioning that Jay White fought well and that if he's going to go home, take some time to relax and recover... And when he's ready, he w- he can definitely come back and they will fight again. So in this promo on February 1st, I feel that Jay White's character is so complex and unique that you have to look at the details and really, really look at it. Jay White likes to elicit sympathy and empathy from the fans, especially when he gives really heartfelt promos and promos that 
look at situations in a different perspective. So that way you as a fan can sympathize with him and understand where he's coming from. And that's his power right there. That's his power. That's his motivation. The same way that he got me with his amazing psychology in the ring against Kota Ibushi and his amazing promo skills in that nine minute epilogue. He got me. I was one of his fans. I was captivated. But if one of his colleagues like Ishii beats him and tells him to go home, relax, recharge, you could come back at any time. There was no ill will in that statement at all. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't know Japanese like that, but you know, close captions uh, help a lot to try to move this story along. So for Jay White to hear this and then to come back and to attack Ishii, Jay White wants to write the losses that he got from Ishii. He does not appreciate when any of his colleagues tend to quote unquote baby him. And I think that's why he's starting with Ishii first to correct the losses that he has against Ishii and then climb his way back up. So that way, maybe at next year's Wrestle Kingdom, if he's going to do this long-term storytelling, go against the god of pro wrestling, Kota Ibushi. Now, this might be a stretch, but that is how it felt to me. That's how it looked to me from someone being on the outside, trying to look on the inside, even if I'm not behind the scenes with any of these guys. Like, I really don't talk to them like that. Um, but that's just my analysis of why Jay White does what he does. And the thought process that he could be going through. And maybe that's one of the reasons why. He doesn't like getting sympathy from his colleagues. And I think that also attributes to him once being a young lion and having all these restrictions and trying to obey all these rules and everything that a young lion does before they are allowed to be on their own. And then now that Jay White is his own man, and now that Jay White is also the leader of the Bullet Club, it's almost if at times that he doesn't want to hear any type of sympathy because he probably had that as a young lion, especially if he didn't get the win over a senior in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And sometimes, you know, they'll probably tell them, Hey, it's okay. It's not your fault. Walk it off. We'll train more or just something along those lines. Like New Japan Pro Wrestling is definitely very traditional, very cut and dry, black and white. This is the only reason why I could try to pin the puzzle together and try to map this whole thing out. But anyway, that's just my theory as to further the case as to why Jay White is going after Ishii. Because my original thought was that I feel like that's the bottom of the ladder the bottom of the barrel for Jay White to go after Ishii. But then when I really thought about it and my whole take in my article was that I don't see foreign wrestlers getting a redemption story sometimes in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that's why I wasn't really convinced for Jay White to come back. However, it makes sense that Jay White will want to start with the ones that have the most wins over him. That makes sense for his character and the way that he's developing this story with Ishii is really incredible. It's really intense. And I think that's what I miss in pro wrestling as a whole. And I definitely miss it in AEW. I get more excited watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially anything that involves Jay White, Ishii, and the Bullet Club. 
and even chaos members because there's a certain level of intensity even even comedic stuff from Tamatanga and maybe Tangaloa but there's just a nice balance of how the story direction should go and you feel for all these guys you feel for Jay White you want to sort of at one moment probably kick his head off and then the next moment save him from the attack that his opponents are doing on him so it's definitely like a switchblade and definitely like a double-edged sword so him fighting Ishii after me really thinking about it it makes sense it would not have made sense if he just went straight after Kota Ibushi right after Wrestle Kingdom 15 he realized his mistake he doubted himself he should have never doubted himself but the only reason why he would doubt himself at that point is because there's that chip on his shoulder that chip on his shoulder make or break Jay White in the matches that he has and the situations that he finds himself in. So Jay White is very good at countering his opponent's moves and thinking two steps ahead of his opponents always. His opponents don't know what kind of Jay White they're going to get because Jay White is so methodical into the ring and the way that he controls the wrist at all times and just controls the pace and the situation of the match however sometimes when you get overconfident and you know that you are the shit in new japan pro wrestling or you're just the shit in general like you tend to use that chip on your shoulder to think that you are unbreakable to think that you are unstoppable and sometimes you might trip up because your opponent looks for a slight break in your armor and when they find it they're gonna attack it and then sometimes you might end up on the wrong side of being unsuccessful at the very end so Jay White is completely smart. He is an amazing storyteller inside and outside the ring and he could definitely command the ring like no one else. But these are just little tiny flaws and quirks that he would have to get over if he wants to fulfill his destino maybe at the next Wrestle Kingdom to dethrone Kota Ibushi. And it's just to get that chip off your shoulder and start thinking four steps ahead of your opponent rather than two be a little quicker than them, be a little more snappier, wittier than them. You know, he has everything. He has a full package. There's just some things that need to be fine-tuned in order to have him reach his full potential. So with my New Japan World subscription, I went back to watch the G1 Climax 30 match that included Jay White versus Ishii. And this was when... Ishii got the victory over Jay White. So this happened in October 16th of 2020. As I'm watching it, I don't have notes on it. I'm not going to go through the match. But I noticed one big flaw throughout the match. And the flaw was that Gato was getting involved at every witch turn. And now I understand why Red Shoes really doesn't like Bullet Club and really doesn't like Gato. But Gato is trying to protect his asset. His asset is Jay White. Jay White makes a lot of money for the Bullet Club. Jay White makes a lot of money for himself. So I totally get it. You want to protect your asset. You want Jay White to go on to the finals in the G1 Climax 30 against Ishii. However, no matter what distraction Gato was doing, it always seemed that Ishii always had a answer or always had a fighting spirit to keep on going in the match when 
Jay White was doing moves and doing some psychology that would have eventually had him win the match. But my whole feel about it is that because there was a lot of Gato interferences, it hindered Jay White from getting the win, getting the victory that he so deserved during that match. And I think from 2020 all the way to 2021, where we're currently in, that they both learned from that. Sometimes you just have to realize what works and what doesn't work and how much to be a distraction and how much not to be a distraction and how much to rely on your amazing talent and abilities to get yourself over and possibly win the match. And if something got miscalculated and you lose the match. There's always points to build off from to learn and to grow and to become a better professional wrestler all around. So with all that being said, Jay White did demand that they put him in a match opposite side of Ishii. So the next night, which for us would be February 2nd. This is the New Japan Pro Wrestling Road to the New Beginning where Jay White was put in a 10-man tag team match. It was really chaotic, no pun intended, to the team that was involved. But it had in the blue corner, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Evil, Jay White, and Yujiro. Taking on in the red corner, Ishii, Okada, Yoshihashi, Yano, and Goto. If I mispronounce any of the Japanese wrestlers wrestling names, please forgive me. I'm learning. It's a little difficult. So just so you know, it starts off with an all out brawl, chaos attacks, bullet club right off the bat. Ishii goes straight after Jay White and they begin to fight on the outside way before the bell rings and the referee tries to get some type of control in this 10-man tag match. Then we get a Chaos and Bullet Club standoff before the actual match can begin. Jay White then throws Ishii into the guardrail and choking Ishii with the camera wire. Bullet Club starts taking advantage of Chaos, starts taking them apart one by one. Jay gets tagged in at one point and starts stomping onto Goto in the corner. Ishii just bull rushes Jay only to have Tamatanga hold Ishii while Jay White throws some forearms into Ishii. Jay then pushes Ishii out and then tags out to Yujiro. At one point, Evil gets tagged in and takes on Goto. More chaos and Bullet Club fighting on the outside and Bullet Club doing a good job of isolating Goto on their side of the ring. Okada tags in and attacks Evil with an elbow and then a hip attack to Evil as well and a DDT. Okada and Evil have been feuding as well and Okada wants a match with Evil eventually. Hopefully New Japan Pro Wrestling can give him that match against Evil. Evil then kicks out of Okada's pin attempt only to have Evil stand back up and throw Okada's leg into red shoes just so that way Evil can kick Okada in the head. Then we get a wonderful combo counters from both Evil and Okada. Evil tries to do Darkness Falls on Okada, but Okada counters that with a spinning rainmaker only to have Evil counter that with everything is evil. But Okada has scouted Evil very well to put the money clip 
on Evil to try to get a submission win. Evil then backs Okada up into the corner and drags the referee for a distraction. And this is where Dick Togo tries to pull on Okada's leg. Evil comes in with a huge clothesline and then Evil tries to eliminate Okada. But Okada pulls the rope down to eliminate Evil. That's right. If you're new to watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling loves their tag team matches. And they have a really weird set of rules, especially when it comes to the stipulations that they add on to certain tag team matches. So in this 10-man tag team match, the rules are your team can win by either pinfall, submission, or going over the top rope. So because Okada pulled down the top rope and Evil tumbled out to the floor and had both feet hit the floor, he is eliminated. So that's one down for Bullet Club and an advantage for Chaos because Okada got Evil to get eliminated by going over the top rope. I know it's a little weird. I had to get used to it. I didn't understand it. And it's a very unique concept but to try to keep up with 10 men in the ring it's a little difficult i try my best and i'm still trying and i have like three pages of notes of the moves and the counters that all these wonderful wrestlers did but those are the things to look out for if you are really new to new japan pro wrestling and you don't get it um it's the same concept over in aew where they do a lot of tag team wrestling it's because of new japan pro wrestling when the young bucks was there for the amount of years that they were there for with kenny i can't think of the amount of years right now they were in a lot of tag team matches and tag team matches are special new japan pro wrestling was just like we're gonna one-up everybody with these rules for a 10-man tag Because Evil got eliminated by Okada, he is upset at this. So Evil went to go get a chair and he hits Okada with the chair against his hip. At this time, Yujiro is in the ring and he tries to eliminate Okada. But instead, Okada is like, fuck this. I'm going to jump off the ring apron and I'm going to continue to beat up Evil. And that is exactly what Okada does. Okada continues to beat up Evil. And Okada got Evil up into a pile drive position. However, not too long ago in that amazing Jay White promo uh, talking about the Bullet Club, all of the Bullet Club members came to the aid of Evil. So that way, Okada does not pile drive Evil onto the floor. The floor of New Japan Pro Wrestling is not protected at all. These guys go from Kirk and Hall to other places around around Japan to fight so they don't put any mats there's no protective stuff at all so um if Okada did power drive evil you know evil would definitely feel it in the morning so the first thing to really notice about the save that Bullet Club does for evil is that Jay White gets in there to sort of pull evil down so that way evil can be sitting and the other members of bullet club are pulling okada away it's just the way that jay white went to go save evil 
is definitely the definition of what a brotherhood should be and what a brotherhood should entail. And that represents a bullet club. Bullet club is essentially a brotherhood. So the way that Jay White saves evil from Okada not doing the power driver on him is a very brotherly like move. So back in the ring, we have Yujiro using the turnbuckle against Yano, then a fisherman buster to Yano. Yano kicks the ring rope to stun Yujiro while Red Shoes back is turned. Yujiro is then eliminated. And Jay White comes into the ring to take the opportunity to eliminate Yano. Now it's Jay White versus Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi has the advantage on Jay White for a little bit, tries to eliminate Jay, but that's not going to happen. There's a bunch of forearms and chops exchanged between both men. Tries for a neck breaker, but Tamataga comes in to save the day as he should. Tamatanga then punches Yoshihashi in the gut. Jay drops Yoshi on the mat and then Bullet Club attacks the rest of the Chaos members. During this whole entire 10-man tag, Bullet Club was very smart in the timing and the process and when they should take jabs at the Chaos members. And they always managed to cut the ring in half for their opponents and keep their opponents on their side. So that way, the Chaos members can stay on their side and not really help out their friend very much. So that way, obviously, Bullet Club can pick up the victory like that. Then we get a running power slam from Loa to Yoshi. Chaos then tries to save Yoshi, but Jay White knocks out Ishii and Goto off the ring apron. Jay White is now legal into the match, and he comes in with a headlock on Yoshi, stares at Ishii, taunts him a little bit bunker buster from yoshi to jay white this is what i was talking about sometimes jay white gets a little too overconfident in what he does in the ring and sometimes the opponents that he wrestles can definitely take advantage of that slight break in his armor and pull out a move like that to create some type of separation to create some type of momentum so that way yoshi can finally tag out to one of his tag team partners and get some rest on the outside. And after doing the bunker buster, this allows Yoshi to tag in Ishii. And Ishii starts off with some stiff shots to Jay White. And obviously his forearm shots are bringing Jay White down to the mat. On commentary, it was mentioned by Kevin Kelly that Ishii defeated Jay White at New Year's Dash. He pinned Jay White and this is where we are now. So Ishii is like a man possessed because he is still throwing forearms and open hand slaps and punches to Jay White and Red Shoes is trying to control and restrain Ishii letting him know the rules again but Ishii doesn't want to hear it. Ishii pushed Red Shoes out of the way only to drag Jay White onto the outside and threw him into the barricade. Loatunga comes in to try to save Jay White. It does not work. Ishii is not having this. And Ishii gives Loatunga a forearm. Loatunga crashes to the floor. Goto on the other side stops Tamatunga. And Ishii brings in a chair. This is where Red Shoes pulls away the chair from Ishii. And it allows Jay White to do a Saido suplex to Ishii. And then Ishii just gets up like it's nothing and does a shoulder tackle to Jay White. Jay White does a DDT out of the corner on Ishii. Followed by a Blade Buster when the 
first attempt to try to eliminate Ishii over the top rope didn't work. And while now we do have Ishii on the ring apron, Ishii tries to suplex Jay White onto the outside to get his own elimination over Jay White, but Gato comes in to low blow Ishii. This allows Ishii to break his grip on Jay White. Goto has distracted the referee not on purpose by accident by circumstance and by situation so this allows Jay White to just nudge Ishii off the apron and Ishii is down on the floor the referee turns around and the referee says that Ishii has been eliminated from the match next Jay White then distracts the referee Dick Tongo gets the candlestick and hits Goto the gorillas of destiny which is Tamatanga and Tangaloa pulls Goto over the top rope therefore the referee sees that Goto's on the outside and now Goto is eliminated from the match then Yoshihashi is the only one left in this match he is representing chaos so he does a clothesline to Jay White to try to create some type of momentum here however Tamatanga comes in and does the gun stun to Yoshihashi Jay White crawls over and pins Yoshihashi however when the referee counts to two Jay White decides to pull Yoshihashi up as if he kicked out of that pinning attempt and then Loa comes in and does eight shit on Yoshihashi and again JY crawls over to Yoshihashi and decides to pull him up and say that oh he kicked out he has that fighting spirit so Jay lifts him up and does the sleeper suplex onto Yoshi and there's just more punishment Instead of going for the victory that they know that they have, they decide to pull up Yoshihashi again and do the magic killer to Yoshihashi. At this point, Bullet Club, meaning Jay White, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, are sending a message to the fake Bullet Club over at All Elite Wrestling by doing all these finishers on Yoshihashi and saying that Yoshi has such a fighting spirit. They never seen anyone kick out. And this is Jay's way of getting under people's skins. He's very good at what he does. And so is Tamatanga and Tangaloa. They are great at what they do. And this is just them sending a message to make sure that the fake Bullet Club understands that the Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling is the real Bullet Club. So this is their message to them and Goto at this point decides to throw in the towel so that way Yoshihashi can live to fight another day and Goto does this before Jay White can do the absolute ultimate finisher the Blade Runner on Yoshihashi to maybe finally allow Bullet Club to pick up a proper victory. But at this point, if you're going to keep doing these finishers and mocking previous members that are no longer in the Bullet Club, then this victory does not really mean anything to Jay White and Tamatanga and Tangaloa. And it's just a means of getting the message out there. So as Goto throws in the towel, you guys need to pay attention to the details because I know that 
when Jay White saw that, he probably felt that Goto took away the sweetest moment that he could have ever had by delivering the Blade Runner on Yoshihashi and then ending the match. So Goto throws in the towel. That's it. It's over. He had Yoshihashi forfeit just so that way, again, he can fight another day. So everything I'm about to talk about now is post-match of this 10-man tag. So Tamatanga decides to hold Ishii and Loa goes after Goto and Jay White, no matter what, does the Blade Runner post-match on Yoshihashi and has Ishii watch this happen. And once Ishii is released, Ishii goes directly to Jay White and tries to attack him. However, Jay White counters Ishii with a sleeper suplex. And this is basically Bullet Club winning, even if no one got the pin to win. But even throwing in a towel, it gives Bullet Club a victory. However, like I said, Jay White, Tamatanga, Tangaloa just wanted to send a message to the other Bullet Club over on the other side. So Jay White grabs the microphone to give some post-match comments as well. And... All three men are down, except that Ishii tries to get back up. Ishii has that fighting spirit, and JY is pretty funny in his antics, and he was just like, oh, come on. So he goes and does a Blade Runner to Ishii to keep him down, and then starts explaining that it's time for Bullet Club to get some more gold into the club, and Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi are the six men never open weight tag team champions and there was only two belts and jay white made it apparent saying that uh, you know one of your champions really doesn't care about bringing out his belt and there was no belt for him and i just thought that was very poetic in how that was done and jay white threw the challenge out there to have new japan pro wrestling make a title match against ishii goto yoshihashi versus Jay White, Tamatanga, Tungaloa. This is going to be a super interesting six-man tag match. And to see who will be victorious, you know, I'm obviously rooting for Jay White, Tamatanga, and Tungaloa here. It'll be interesting to see what they do if they gain more championships over on the Bullet Club side. And now that the Forbidden Door is open... There is a lot more fantasy booking that we could be doing. There's a lot more speculations that we could be chatting about. Logical speculations. One day we will have the six men never open weight tag team match. For now, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa will be defending their IWGP heavyweight tag team championships against Zack Sabre Jr. and Tachi. And that happens on February 10th at Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. So if you guys, again, are not signed up to the New Japan Pro Wrestling subscription base, where you get to watch this match and any other back matches in their catalogs and just experience New Japan Pro Wrestling, you're doing yourself a disservice as a wrestling fan. I am not trying to gatekeep professional wrestling. I'm not trying to tell you what to spend money on, what not to spend money on. But 
if you really love professional wrestling and you really want to watch along with me and understand why I break down the matches and just try to understand the story a little bit more going forward with the whole new deal of New Japan Pro Wrestling being on Roku TV. You don't know where that could take them and New Japan Pro Wrestling can once again blow up in the United States because they once had a partnership with Ring of Honor Wrestling back in the day and that's how we got the wonderful Jay White and that's how we got the wonderful Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. going through that little mini territory that excursion like they like to call it so you know support professional wrestling support indie wrestling support wrestling in general and support these wrestling podcasts like my own that do the hard work on the other side to get you these matches and break them down and let you know why professional wrestling is at a very good point in its history it is completely different from back in the day but I think it's in really good hands and in really good storytelling so again if you would like to experience new japan pro wrestling with me meaning that when i watch the show and take my show notes and do these podcasts you understand where it's coming from because you too have watched the same thing that i've watched I'm just breaking it down for you so you can understand the stories a little bit further with the wrestlers that are involved. So if you want to experience that, by all means, head over to njpwworld.com. It is in Japanese, but you can definitely select the English option. Sign up, make yourself an account and just pay the $9.99 yen, which translates to $9.99 which is better than the WWE Network and better wrestling. So if you guys want to do that, go ahead. And again, if you do it now in the beginning of the month, you would get charged every single month on the 5th. If you decide to do it at the end of the month, you will get charged for February 28th and you will also get charged for March 1st. So do yourself a favor and head over to njpwworld.com, sign up and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling with me so you can understand the podcasts because it's going to be a plethora of new japan content because jay white and the bullet club have been providing so much content that i could just talk about it and dissect it and be a very happy awesome wrestling fan and again ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed this podcast again you are listening to the square circle podcast i am your host marie shadows i love what i do this is my super passion so if you enjoy my passion then by all means make sure to listen to this podcast episode on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcast from even on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast and if you guys want to follow me over on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows, where we could definitely talk about professional wrestling there. And also you can share this episode. And if you are not signed up to the community over at Substack, I have a wrestling community over there where I write professional wrestling articles. I have my most amazing JY article over there that I really love. So if you could check it out, give me feedback. That'd be great. Make sure to also sign up there too at theringcrew.substack.com all right that's gonna do it for this podcast episode talking about new japan pro wrestling the road to the new beginning and there will be more so be on the lookout for that until next time guys thank you for listening thank you for sharing and i'll see you guys in the next one